Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode 104. Today, I am hanging out with Lauren Everts of The Skinny Confidential, and she is sharing all of her journey from creating a brand that started with a blog and now has a YouTube channel, a book, a podcast, and so much more. I love Lauren's attitude of like it or leave it, and she shares all about how she has crafted this lifestyle brand that resonates with hundreds of thousands thousands of people on the daily. This girl is someone to keep your eye on. And today you're going to learn so much from her. Are you guys ready? I think you're ready. Let's do this. Here we go, Lauren. You're listening to the Gold Digger podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Yo, 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 it is Jenna here, and usually this is the point of the show where podcast hosts talk for a solid 5, 10, even 15 minutes about some product that you need to purchase or some coupon code, and maybe you're like me and you just fast forward through it to get to the actual content. But fear not, you don't have to do that here. I dropped all of my sponsors in an attempt to get back to why I started this whole thing in the first place, which is to bring you the best free education twice a week. So today's show isn't brought to you by a paid sponsor. It's brought to you by my free Instagram guide, Captions That Convert. That's right. I made a totally free guide dissecting captions that don't just get likes and comments, but captions that actually convert your followers into clients. Because what good is that number under your name if it's not showing you results in your bank account? So grab this free resource and more at jkinsta.com. That's right. We all love free. So hop on over to JK Insta and up level your Instagram game in no time. 
All right, guys, today I have the incredible Lauren Everts Bostic. I'm pretty sure you guys are all following her on all of her channels because this woman is an influencer and a creative director behind the Skinny Confidential. I have been a mega fan of this California gal who graduated from UC San Diego with a degree in TV broadcasting, no less. But Lauren is a wellness junkie, a past instructor of Pure Bar and Pilates, and she has her nutrition certification. She's a voice behind the Skinny Confidential, which is a lifestyle brand that represents the movers, the shakers, and the ones who are ready to become the best version of themselves. The Skinny Confidential is not just a blog. It's evolved into so much more, including a book, a fitness and nutrition ebook, a podcast, a YouTube channel, and an app. I mean, guys, who has an app? Lauren does. It is safe to say that she is extremely talented, ambitious, with her toes dipped into many passions, which is why she is the perfect person to ask about how she stays on top of health, fitness, and beauty while on the go. Self-care as an entrepreneur is easily pushed aside, but it can not just impact your health and well-being. It can totally impact your business. So a woman who takes care of herself can conquer the world. And Lauren, Thank you for being with me. I could talk about you all day. You are an absolute powerhouse. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I feel like you should write my about section. I am all in and I could brag about you all day because you are someone to watch. I just, I'm not trying to ruffle your feathers because I feel like sometimes people get on podcasts and it just turns into this love fest. But what I think is just so amazing about you is that you are fully you and you've evolved this brand into so much more. And so can you just talk about how the Skinny Confidential came to be, what it started as and what it's turned into over the last couple years? Yeah. So the Skinny Confidential, the idea started when I was attending San Diego State University you know, I was just really, really bored and unstimulated. I was going to school every day, doing what I was supposed to do. I put that in air quotes. And I was bartending until 12 at night, teaching pure bar and Pilates in the morning. And to be really honest, and I say this a lot, I was just bored. Mm -hmm. I was not fulfilled. There was something missing. And I was doing what everyone told me I should be doing. I was working my job. I was going to school, rinsing and repeating. And I just saw that there was kind of this disconnect on campus because there was all these unhealthy foods and all these women. And when you get on a campus and you're not at home anymore and you're not eating with mom and dad, you start to eat more, you drink more. And I was like, how can I connect all these women so we can share diet modifications? Mm -hmm. So it started as like a health and fitness thing. And it took a year to launch. I was very methodical about how I wanted to launch this because I wanted it to be a brand. And people asked me, like, how did you know to do this? It was a lot of intuition. My dad is very entrepreneurial. I didn't know that's what I wanted to do with my life. I mean, I had no clue what I wanted to do with my life. So I was like, again, how can I create this platform to talk to women and get their tips and tricks and give them my tips and tricks? And it started off very much as a space that wasn't just about me. That was me going into it was like, I need to create this brand to be bigger than me. And I want to involve other people and create this community and make it a place where you can collaborate. And I could hear other women's, like I said, tips and tricks. So that's kind of how it started. I went to Rite Aid. I got this ghetto poster board and yes. made my own Pinterest board. <laughs> you know, I went to the fabric store. I went to Home Depot and got paint swabs and put the colors up. 
I wrote down who I was talking to down to her nail polish color, what, you know, what shoes she wears. Is she commuting to work? Like I got so specific with it. And then I found a web designer off Craigslist and asked him if I could pay him $50 a month to create a $500 site. He agreed. And we put up the Skinny Confidential in 2011. And here we are now. It is crazy. One thing that I love about you and even just how you talk about how you started is that you started as a brand intentionally. And I think a lot of times entrepreneurs start as a business, but then they're almost backed into a corner when it comes time to pivot and to change. And so you have really expanded the brand and the business. So what has it evolved into in the recent years? Because it is not just a blog. It is so much more. First of all, I think what you just said, like it's so important to content market before you launch a product, in my opinion. So I decided instead of making money right away and thinking short term that I wanted something long term and I wanted to create something meaningful and purposeful before I even thought about money. And I really went into it like that. And again, I just had this intuition that I needed to provide value and content to the audience before I asked for anything. And I think nowadays a lot of people look at social media and they think, how can I make money right away? I think you kind of have to rephrase that question. You know, getting back to what you said about how it's evolved, I really started with a niche. If you're out there and you're listening and you have an idea, I'm a huge fan of niching down, really, really zoning in on that niche, really riding it, and then slowly growing outward. So I always say that the Skinny Confidential has all these characters. You know, my my grandma was a huge character. She recently passed away, but she was such a character to the Skinny Confidential. My husband's a character. You know, I have Mimi, my assistant and sister, and she's a character. But like, you have to be thought out about how you introduce these characters. I can't, when I first launched, it was very much about my health and fitness tips and other people's health and fitness tips. And slowly I introduced these characters and that, kind of helps to grow and evolve the brand. As far as like the things that I'm doing with the Bombshell Body Guide, people were asking for my fitness tips. So I compiled all my health and fitness secrets and put it into an ebook. You know, eventually we will launch product. I just want to make sure it's something that really makes sense to the audience and is a super niche product. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to kind of do what everyone else is doing and launch a fashion line. Like it needs to be something that's tailored to my audience. You know, the brand has grown and evolved into a podcast, which is awesome because I think I can connect with the community on a different level. We have like a secret Facebook group that again is not about me. It's about the community. The book came like three years after I was writing on the blog. People out there that want a book deal, I think if you want a book deal, I think you need to put yourself out there. And how I did that is I wrote every day for three years and Mm -hmm. I ended up getting approached because I, again, content marketed to write a book, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. I always say the riches are in the niches. And I think that you get that better than anyone else because nowadays people want to appeal to everyone. And I think that that is the Achilles heel to being successful. Like you have to find your people. And like you said, like know how to speak to them so intimately that they can't ignore you. Totally. I think appealing to everyone is short term. Not everyone's going to like me. I'm, it's just not going to happen. So you have to find your tribe and, you know, find your soldiers and find exactly who you're speaking to and really ride that. 
Absolutely. So one of the questions I get asked the most often, and I feel like you are the perfect guest to answer it, is for people that are starting out that are multi-passionate, they have all these ideas, they see kind of what you're doing, and they're like, I want to do all these things. How do you stay focused when you have so many different facets of your business happening all at once? I mean, here's the thing. I love beauty. It's my favorite thing in the world. That's what I love to talk about. But I started with health and fitness because I saw white noise there. And when I didn't bring in beauty until two years. So I think that I didn't want to talk about health and fitness every single second, but that's the niche I chose. So I rode the niche until it made sense to implement beauty. I think it's great to be passionate about a lot of things, but I do think you should pick one, start with that, really ride it, hone in on it, and then slowly, slowly, when it makes sense, grow outward. I think patience is so underrated. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So talk to me a little bit about kind of figuring out the direction you're going and navigating that as you grew, because a lot of times people see people like you who are killing it these days and think that it's overnight success and there is nothing more far from the truth. So talk a little bit about the journey of simply starting and then really just growing and embracing that growth and probably making some mistakes along the way. Yeah, I mean, nothing's been overnight for me. I don't know if people go viral. That's never happened to me. It's it's certainly been rinse and repeat every single day, seven days a week for the last seven years. There's been no epiphany. I've never woken up and thought, wow, like it's never been like that. It's slow little steps. I always think of that meme where the guy is chipping away and he's in a tunnel and success is on the other side. It's like you slowly chip away and you work every single day and you hustle and you ride it and you put yourself out there and your intention is in the right spot and you can create big results. It's systems that create those goals. Absolutely. So a little bit of my curiosity is piqued in the sense of like what really fires you up and makes you passionate about helping women with their health? Because I think that there are so many different pieces of advice out there. There are so many fads and things happening. So why are you so passionate about helping other women invest in their health and well-being? I think more it's I'm passionate about creating a space that when people leave, that they want to be the best version of themselves. And whether that's in health or business or their relationship or whatever that is, I want to just inspire women to beat to the tune of their own drum. I think this society, they box you in and they tell you you have to be this way. And I just really think that I've lived my whole life beating to the tune of my own drum, you know, doing what works for me and not listening to the outside noise and really putting my blinders on and focusing on what makes me happy and, you know, what I want to do. So I always say, you know, leave what's on the skinny confidential that you don't like, but take what you like and just really hone down on being the best version of you, whatever that looks like to you. Have you always been this confident? Like, I'm sure you've had haters and stuff along the way, but I feel like you have such a good head on your shoulders. Have you always been this confident in the sense of like knowing that you're not going to appeal to everyone? Or were there stages in growing where you wanted to fit everyone's needs or suit everyone's needs? I mean, I've certainly had insecurities. I think anyone that says with social media that they haven't had insecurities is lying. You're, you're scrolling through looking at everyone else's life. It's a comparison game. But what I've chosen to do with it, instead of feel a victim, I've chosen to let it fuel me. And I think you make a choice every day. Are you going to let the insecurities 
you know, fuel you or are you going to play the victim? And I wake up every single morning. I always say this with like a thermometer of energy and I choose where I'm going to deploy that energy. And I choose, I mean, I really think about, you know, what I'm going to put that energy towards. And when you have your thermometer of energy and you're putting it towards positive things every single day, I think it creates a foundation for you to feel confident with your decisions. Love it. I love it, girl. Amen. Okay. So I want to know just for fun, like what does a normal day look like for you in terms of health, in terms of fitness, in terms of work? Tell me like what a day in the life looks like. You know, it's really different every single day, but what you see on Instagram story is certainly not my entire day. Like (laughs) Instagram stories is curated. So there's a lot of interviews like this. There's a lot of podcasting. There's a lot of writing sitting behind a computer. There's about 250 emails a day back and forth. That's not with my team. My team is on Slack. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of back and forth in Slack. Social media is obviously very important. Instagram stories, Snapchat, getting that Instagram post up every single day. You know, a blog post, whether it be a YouTube video that I need to edit or just pictures, going through pictures with a photographer, taking pictures with a photographer, traveling. A lot of the travel we do, I I would say 95% has to do with work. So a lot of the time we try to bring the audience along so they kind of feel like they're on vacation with us and probably just a lot of decision making, saying yes, no, there's a lot of giveaways. It just really varies every single day. Um, When I'm in San Diego, I'm in office a lot and I'm constantly going through things with my team and there's a lot of behind the scenes people don't see to create a blog. It's it's actually mm-hmm. incredible the amount of emails I respond to. I mean, that's my life is emails. That is crazy. So let's talk about your team because I'm sure you didn't always have one. So what has the process looked like in terms of hiring and creating a team for your tribe, I guess? Yeah, I think that Just so everyone knows, I started off as a bartender and I was living at my godparents for free. I had $80 in my bank account. I am the worst with money at this point. Like didn't know, like would just spend really bad, would overdraw my account. Just really did not come from a situation that was set up for me. So I think that when I didn't have a team, I had systems. And I, like I said, I think it's so important to have those systems to hit your goals. So, you know, every single day I would write from three to four 30, I would take pictures from two to three. I would go to work after that. And at work, I would do the social media in the bathroom. And this is like, not a lie. I would be bartending. (laughs) I was the worst employee. I mean, (laughs) self-proclaimed worst employee because you know, I should be working for myself. That's what gets me off. And I just wasn't not a good employee, but anyway, that's a different story. That's a whole other podcast. Um, (laughs) I was just, I would post the social media and then at night I would go home and I would return emails and I would do that five days a week. And then on the weekends, I would hone down on emails and social media and Pinterest and all that. So I was basically my own team for probably three years. And then I started to need help with backend. I needed, you know, help with social media. It was getting too crazy. Now I have a graphic designer who does my graphics. I work super closely with her and probably micromanage her more than like she would like. (laughs) And I have Valerie who does basically everything and anything. She's, you know, constantly in the back end helping me return emails, just helping everything run seamlessly because I'm not the most organized person. And I have Mimi who helps me with the, you know, every single day she'll do random tasks 
And then I have like another guy who helps with video editing. And Michael, of course, my husband is a great consultant and he's on the podcast with me. So now it's a team, but I want everyone to know that for three years, it was just me and there's nothing wrong with being just you for a while until you really, you know, get clarity on what you want that brand to be. Absolutely. And you work with your sister, right? I work with my sister. That's Mimi. Yeah. So how does that, how does that look? How does that go? Do you guys bicker? My, we just hired my sister. So it's definitely um, something on my radar to see how other people work with their siblings. Cause it's like your best friend, but also you're like total opposite, at least for us. Yeah. I mean, working with your family can be hard. There's definitely challenges, but it's also super rewarding. And Mm -hmm. there's no one that I would want to come over to my house at seven in the morning when I just woke (laughs) up and, you know, I'm half naked and nothing's done. Like she sees like she can sleep over at our house and it's not weird and come to LA with us. And she's, she could literally walk into our house at any time. So there's pros and cons of it. People say don't work with your family, and I can understand where they're coming from, but at the same time, I believe that it's it's been a really rewarding experience for both of us, and she just really gets me and what I need, and she thinks of things that I maybe wouldn't think of because she's my sister. I love it. I feel the same way. Let's be honest, we all have this love-hate relationship with Instagram. We find ourselves scrolling, we're hashtagging our way into oblivion, trying to crack the code on how to get more followers, and we're straight up exhausted from the rat race. I get it. That is why I want to help you. This show is made possible with the help of my totally free Insta resources to help you write captions that convert, to use hashtags that actually connect you to your dream clients, and so much more. Hop on over to jkinsta.com and get your hands on my resources created with you in mind. That's right. It's free 99 and it is waiting for you over at jkinsta.com. Go dig on in and I'll see you over on the gram. So I want to know, you know, you started and went to school for TV broadcasting. How did that come about and what pieces of that degree have you taken on with you in your journey, even though you didn't follow the traditional route with that? None. Honestly, <laughs> I get I get in trouble for saying this. I didn't learn anything in college. It's not for me. This is, you know, this is controversial. College was not for me. I should have been, if I could look back with one regret, it would be that I wish I launched the Skinny Confidential sooner. Now, A lot of people say, but you had the idea when you were attending San Diego State. That's true. So that's what I learned out of college, you know, finding that I didn't like college and it wasn't for me. Everyone told me my whole life, you need to be a newscaster. And I couldn't wrap my head around waking up at three in the morning and going into work for someone else to build someone else's brand to talk about other people's news. It didn't make sense. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. So how do I take what everyone said was a strength of mine and channel it into something that works for me? And, you know, in 2011, blogging was so weird. I told people I wanted to be a blogger and people looked at me like I was an alien. I mean, I remember telling the owner of the airbag, he actually invented the airbag. He was a customer at Delicious, the bar I worked at, and he didn't understand what I was doing. And so... I think when people don't understand what you're doing, you're on to something. I'm a huge believer in that. And that's when you need to stay in your own lane and focus on you uh, more than any, any time. So I don't know. I just think that college wasn't 
the right path for me and being in a classroom wasn't for me. And I can really sit here and say, I did not like learn anything. I've learned all my experience interacting with people and having mentors and actually getting out there and doing it myself and learning from actually doing instead of learning, if that makes sense. I read a ton of books. So that's, I also get a lot of learning there and I interface with people and ask questions and do my research. And I think sitting in a classroom, it just like, it wasn't for me at all. I was so bored out of my mind. (laughs) I love your honesty. And I think that a lot of people can relate to that because most of my guests that are like out there killing it right now, They are not doing what they thought they were going to do or what they went to school to do. They're doing what they were passionate about or like what their intuition led them into. So I feel like nowadays as a society, we're like putting ourselves in the corner and saying, well, I went to school for this, so this is what I have to do. And it's the people that are actually making an impact and making a difference are the ones who are saying like, screw that. It wasn't the right fit or it wasn't for me. And I think that your honesty is very refreshing. (laughs) I get in trouble a lot, but I can't lie about it. I didn't learn one thing. (laughs) I love it. So (laughs) since you have so many different ventures, you have the blog, the YouTube channel, the book, the podcast, what is your favorite venture right now? Is there one that you're just leaning into a little bit more than the others? I mean, I love to write the blogs, my mothership. I love to sit down and write a blog post. It's always writing behind a computer is just like my thing. I'm not the biggest networker. Um, to be able to be in my bed with a glass of wine and my dogs writing is just my favorite thing ever. To sit down and write a quality post, though, it takes time, and I want to make sure I'm constantly producing quality. So, you know, now when with a podcast and Instagram stories and a YouTube channel, you can get it so quickly to the consumer that I've certainly implemented other things. I love the podcast because I think it it allows me a platform to really showcase my personality and also engage with the community. Um, so the podcast and the blog are probably my favorites, but I also love being in front of the camera. So, you know, YouTube's great too. That is awesome. I think too, something really cool about podcasting is you can show a lot of, of yourself, you know, in video and through captions, but there's just something so like almost intimate in the sense of knowing that you're showing up in people's earbuds and like actually guiding them through something, which I love about podcasting. I think it's so cool. That's a great way to put it. I love that. I also think there's so many influencers out there that are behind the camera all the time. Mm-hmm. And to be able to get on the podcast and talk and allow people to see your real personality adds a whole other element. And a lot of people, a lot of influencers are, you know, scared to do that because they've been so used to being behind, you know, behind the camera and being able to edit an image. With the podcast, it's so raw and real that it just, you just get this different layer with your audience. I love it. So you are creating so much content. I mean, if you think about the amount of content that you are pushing out on all of the platforms, do you have any good strategies or tips or tricks to share about how to just really like focus and make sure what you're putting out there is quality when you're creating all of the time? I just think everything goes back to brand. Brand is so important. Everything I do has to be on brand. I mean, you know, even if it's like Instagram text, it needs to be like light pink with black because that's the brand that I've um, curated. So Mm -hmm. I think when you're doing anything, you need to produce quality, but it needs to be on brand. And the audience will give you feedback and call you out if it's not the way it should be. So I really believe in listening to my audience and my community. 
I think if you're trying to create a lot of content, it's doable. It's a lot of work though. I mean, I do not shut off. It's the second I wake up to the second I go to bed seven days a week. And maybe people are like, you're going to burn out. Maybe I take like a Sunday probably once a month and just do nothing and just detach. I think what I've chose to do for a living, it's showcasing my life. And in doing that, you know, it's going to be showcasing your life, which is all day long. So I think that you need to have a really honest conversation with yourself and be super self-aware of who you are as a person. This is what gets me off. I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way, but it's certainly not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Have you run into, because you're very open, you share a lot about everything. Have you run into things in your life where you set like very clear boundaries? Like this is life, this is not going up or on the blog. Like how do you navigate that? Because when you have such a personal brand, I mean, we're the kind of people that like word vomit and share everything. So do you have boundaries in place in terms of your marriage or your family or things like that, that you kind of protect and hold a little tighter? Certainly. I'm like very funny about sharing things that aren't just my story. So if it involves someone else in my life, I have a conversation before I share it. You know, I've definitely had adversity happen that hasn't been shared on the blog. Maybe one day I'll share it, but I do have my boundaries. I don't share every single thing. You know, if I'm at dinner with my friends, I put my phone away. I'm not constantly, I guess when I say I'm working all the time, I mean, I guess I'm constantly kind of looking for content, but at the same time, I do understand when I'm out to dinner with a friend that I haven't seen in six months, I can put away my phone and detach. I think it's just about snippets throughout the day of turning it off. You know what I mean? Just taking little bits of time, but at the same time working 24-7, if that makes sense. It's kind of sounds weird, but just stepping away for little snippets throughout the day, but also showcasing the day. I think you have to certainly have boundaries when you're married and you're an influencer. Like we don't like the phone or computer in bed. We try to, you know just relax and be romantic. We're going on a vacation for our wedding anniversary. And, you know, we both talked about really trying not to talk about business and just being romantic and being present, but it's hard. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm perfect at it. I'm not. I mean, it's, it's hard to shut it off. It's sometimes hard to go out to dinner for two hours and turn the phone off. I think it's just taking each situation as it comes and gauging it from there. Absolutely. So let's talk about Michael because you guys got married. So first, how was the wedding planning process and like, how did that all go for you? The wedding planning process was just such a non-issue. Like I just, I, I think that I lead so much with my business that it was hard for me to change my focus on wedding planning. It was like, I'm running my business. Like I can't imagine taking on one more thing to plan a wedding. So what I did is what I always do, which is horrible advice, is I waited until the last minute and planned the whole wedding in like two months and still was like working. So I didn't give it my full attention, but I think it turned out really beautiful. And we did like a very dark vibe. Like everything was dark and vampy and masculine with tiny touches of feminine. Like we did like a little bit of baby's breath, but everything else was like dramatic, like black calla lilies, you know, a whole black table. We did like this one long, huge table where everyone could sit at. We only had 55 people. 
So it was very much like our wedding was for our friends and family. It wasn't just for us. It was a place for our friends and family to get out of town. We did it in Cabo and, you know, get drunk and have fun. That was like kind of the theme of our wedding. I did black out the night before our wedding because I was so stressed out. (laughs) I wrote about it on the Skinny Confidential. I blacked out. I was so stressed out and there was so much to do and I had left everything to the last minute. And when you get married, you're not eating a lot of carb because you're like, oh, I need to like look this, like this image and the dress. And so I wasn't eating a lot of carbs and I completely blacked out at the rehearsal dinner and it was a shit show, but I woke up the next morning and got married and it was great. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. So what does Michael's role look like in your life and in your business? And how do you keep the two separate? Michael's role is, Michael, I need to be in front of the camera. That's what I like to do. I like to create. I like to, you know, be the face of things. It's just what gets me off. He is fine with being in front of the camera, but he also doesn't mind being behind it. So he's constantly sharing his business advice. He runs a bunch of businesses One of them is JetBed. It's a bedding company that makes bedding for corporate and private aircraft. So he's been running that for 10 years. He's very, very smart at seeing angles and he's very strategic. So he's been like this logical little bird on my shoulder. I don't know if it's a little bird, like a little voice, I guess is what I'm Mm -hmm. looking for. You know, giving me advice and kind of helps me have a lot of clarity when it comes to my brand. And you know, we were in Mexico and he looked at me and he said, let's launch a podcast. And it was just made so much sense to be able to share his advice that I've been getting with my audience and my readership has been really incredible. And for them also to see him as the character in my life and get to know him has been really cool. That's awesome. I like too that you have like your separate passions, but that you also can come together as a couple. Cause I think it's so important to have things that you love on your own. But when you're running such a big brand, like that person is like the supporting cast member. Like they are a part of it. I mean, they married into that. So how has your guys' relationship kind of evolved as your brand has grown and kind of after getting married and all of that good stuff? Michael and I met when we were 12. Oh my God. I know. It's crazy. (laughs) We haven't been dating that long, but we met when we were 12 in sixth grade and we started dating, if you call it dating, when we were 12 to I think 15, broke up, went to the same high school, dated other people. He always kind of chased me, but we were in the same grade and I don't know if you remember this in high school, but I feel like the girl always goes for the older guys. So I was, I was hanging out with the older guys and we went to college and he texted me one day and was like, I would love to take you to Las Vegas. And I was like, no way. No, no. We went to Vegas and the next thing you knew, we, we were just attached at the hip and we've, you know, dated for a long time. We got engaged and everyone was like, when I got engaged, everyone's like, when are you getting married? And this is another thing where I was like, I'm getting married when I want to get married. I'm, and I took four years, I think. And that I showcased on the Skinny Confidential of like, just because you're engaged doesn't mean you need to get married right away. Take your time. Do you? You know, I also blogged about why I didn't move in with Michael until we got engaged. Like, these are things that, you know, they say you have to move in with someone to see if you like it. I think that all these women that read the Skinny Confidential, again, if they can walk away with doing them and doing it on their own terms, that's kind of what the goal is. But so yeah, Michael and I have been married for a year and we celebrate our wedding anniversary on November 12th. I hope that's the right date. (laughs) 
you'll figure it out. I mean, it's on your own terms. You'll celebrate whenever you're ready to celebrate. I <laughs> love that. I think that's so great. And I mean, I think there are just so many stigmas and stuff out there. And like people think that there is a direct path to everything. And I, I think what is so cool, especially I'm sure you've noticed this hosting a podcast is nobody's paths look the same. And that's what I think is like the beauty of it all. Totally. I mean, it's about taking a formula that works and curating it to work for you. So you take a formula that works, but you tailor it to yourself. I always say like blogging and being an influencer is like a margarita. You know, just because there's a recipe to it doesn't mean I don't want to add grapefruit with like a half rim of salt. Like you can take a formula that works, ride it and use it, but add your own touch to it. Absolutely. So before we sign off, I want to know what you think the top three beauty tips are for busy women. I think a lot of entrepreneurs are really on a timeline and that they're not necessarily taking care of themselves in the way that they should. So what are some good tips to help us start optimizing our health now? My beauty tips are all going to have to do with skin because I think skin is the key to youth. And I think Mm -hmm. so many people forget that. That's what makes you look young. So I am so into skincare. I think one of the things that is my my best tip would be oils, rosehip oil, raw, organic rosehip oil or avocado oil. I mean, I put it all over my face, all over my neck, all over my hands and go to bed. And you wake up with just really pretty skin. People think that you know, oils give you pimples. They don't. That is a complete lie. They're amazing. I won't even take my makeup off unless I have oil with me. So if I'm traveling, I'll call down to room service and get olive oil and take my makeup off. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I think those wipes, they, they pull your face down and you're wiping. Like, I, I just, I can't stand those wipes. <laughs> so oils is a huge thing. Another thing is I do not go in the sun. Like, even if it's for one second, I'm always wearing a hat. I went to Greece recently and my friends could not believe it. I did not go in the sun once. I mean, I'm just really paranoid about the sun, maybe to a point that's a little bit too intense, but I think the sun is super aging and it's just, I don't like sitting and baking my face in it. So I would say to stay out of the sun and use sunscreen and wear a hat everywhere. I'm on this mission to be a role model for anyone that reads The Skinny Confidential to wear a hat even when you're 15 years old. I mean, mm-hmm. my little sister has the best skin. She's 20 years old. And three years ago, I told her not to go in the sun. She never does now. And her skin looks amazing. So definitely oils and sunscreen. And then my last beauty tip ooh, is probably have to do with inflammation. So mm-hmm. I had major jaw surgery, like horrible, where I was swollen for two years while I was working on the Skinny Confidential. And I learned all these tricks about how to get inflammation down. And I used an ice roller, I used a jade roller, and most importantly, I found lymphatic drainage. And I think that gets so overlooked. So lymphatic drainage is, if you've ever seen someone with kind of bags under their eyes, it needs lymphatic drainage so that it can drain. That sounds gross, but it really helps with swelling and inflammation. (laughs) So every morning I wake up and I do facial massage and that's just with my hands and oil. And I kind of manipulate my face to get that drainage. And it makes such a difference. Once you start doing it, you'll be addicted. 
I love it. Girl, thank you for speaking some truth here. This is so good. So where can everybody find you? Because, guys, you just have to check this woman out. She is such a powerhouse. Where can everyone connect with you, find you, listen to your podcast, check out your YouTube videos? Name all of the places so that they can be as obsessed as I am. You're so sweet. They can find me at The Skinny Confidential on Instagram. And my blog is The Skinny Confidential. The podcast is The Skinny Confidential. Him and her. And on Snapchat, if you want to see the behind the scenes, at Lauren Everett's. <laughs> I love it. Those are always the best. Thank you so much for just sharing your expertise and your journey. And I think what a cool example of why you should focus on building a brand and not a business and the rest will follow. Because I think, Lauren, you have such conviction to the work that you're doing that every single piece just makes sense and adds to your overall brand and story. So thank you so much for sharing that and giving us kind of a behind the scenes look at what you do. Thank you so much for having me. That was so much fun. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time, you gold digging dream chaser you.